Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Stuff. Good evening, everybody. I am on about the humble Office 365 tonight. From that really annoying paper clippy fella that used to come up to the present day, we'll be having a bit of a deep dive, having a look at some of the features that might be really useful for educators and the people that you educate. So stick around and uh, uh, let's get on it. What was his name? What was his name? Clip. Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This news just in from an attic somewhere in Leeds is freezing. It's absolutely freezing. Good evening, producer Tom. Thank you very much for. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh, it is. It is cold. Sh- shall I just do a? Shall I just do a whole show about how cold I am? I'm in, in. I'm in my attic, and we are being as frugal as we possibly can. Uh, and so we've not got the heating on. I can see my breath. I had to take off my. <laughs> I've been wearing a coat like a puffer coat, you know, SE thirteen London. Got to have that puffer coat on, you know, represent Blueborough. But uh, because the mic I'm using is really sensitive, every time I move around with that thing on, it goes. <laughs> and I, you know, and I'm not too sure about the technology as it is. I don't really want kind of <laughs> all over the shop. So I've had to take that off. So these, this is what I do. You know, these are the personal sacrifices that I make for tt radio i was thinking about you know the the organization in general tt radio and i was thinking about teaching and how kind of how tribal teaching can be sometimes when it comes to ideologies and when it comes to viewpoints uh you know like uh progressive versus traditional we've got um primary versus secondary we've got this idea versus that idea and never the twain shall meet but not here no, 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 no. I've had a look down the playlist for today's shows and last week's shows. There is an all manner. There's, it's a many and varied church here at TT Radio, possibly one of the only organizations that does have people from every point of the spectrum having their say and teachers having their say. And that can only be a good thing. Varied viewpoints are extremely, extremely important when it comes to education and when it comes to, you know, children, they are the world. Uh, and not not being stuck in an echo chamber, not just listening to people who agree with you and nodding away. Oh, yeah, yeah this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we, we love you. We love you. It's great. Uh, I think one of the things is that I have to keep myself fairly separate. And I wish I was a bit more community-minded when it comes to this here radio project, um, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm turning into kind of a grumpy, lonesome man, and sometimes I can't. I, I can't be doing with talking to people and being, being, you know, uh, social or you know, civil. <laughs> can't be doing with it. But seriously, uh, you know, I had a quick, uh, a quick listen to the shows. So much information, so much great stuff. 
with such varied viewpoints. And it's that that I find really, really, really interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm education adjacent at best. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a teacher. I do, I do some teaching, but I'm not a teacher. How easy it is to say that, you know, I don't, I don't understand why more people don't, you know, I'm an ex-teacher. But just the wealth of expertise that, that is on, on uh, Teacher Talk Radio, the wealth of expertise, the different viewpoints, um, and just like authentic knowledge, you know, no, no, well, there are some filters. I mean, I can't, I can't like, like just start kind of swearing and being horrible and that, well, it depends, you know, depends if I've had a drink or not. But, um, you know, just the varied viewpoints, no filter, real authentic teacher knowledge, right, really, really good discussions about really good subjects so you know I'm not, I'm not trying to you know i'm not trying to big up my platform too much but my goodness me i'm so impressed if you do get a chance just have a listen during the day have a listen on uh have a listen live on podbean live have a listen to the recorded uh have recorded <laughs> have a listen to the recorded show have a listen to the have a listen to the podcast and the downloads um and try and have a listen to something that you wouldn't usually because I'm, I'm just, I've been recently getting into the whole podcast thing, you know, seeing as I'm like a technological guru and I'm so in front of the curve. I've only just started listening to podcasts, mostly to do with novel writing, which is uh, sometimes I, sometimes I listen to podcasts to, uh, <laughs> to uh, try to learn something. But most of the time I listen to podcasts so I can sleep. But anyway, but not in this case. Yeah, just really, really impressed. Um, <laughs> oh, big boss man, Tom. I love you, mate. Tom, I love you too, man. I love you too. Look at this. How beautiful is this on a Sunday evening? You know, we can we can just spread spread the positive vibes uh, before um, the last week, the last week of teaching um, for many of, of you out there. Um, well done for making it this far. I'm not being funny. Ever since I left teaching, I look back and I think, how, how did I do that? And I still think that's for people who are, are in the position in front of kids every day. It's like, yeah, absolute heroes, absolute heroes. I mean, I'm in front, I'm in front of students and I'm in front of academics. And, you know, I can go to the toilet when I want, you know, I went, uh, I've got a stationary cupboard that I don't even need to sign things out for. They just let me take pens. I know, right? I know it's just, uh, it's, it's, it is fabulous. But, um, uh, speaking as someone with, uh, two kids in primary and secondary, thank you very much teachers out there. You've done a fantastic job. You've done brilliant making it this far. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a very positive note for me. Usually, usually, usually I'm just like, uh, I'm cynical as anything, but I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling the love tonight. I'm feeling the love. Um, tonight's subject is, uh, I thought to myself, um, well, th this is, I'll tell you why this is tonight's subject. And this is the reason why I'm looking at it in quite a lot of detail. So, um, my job is an assistive technology advisor. I point people towards, uh, things that might help these people. Sometimes are disabled, sometimes they're not. Could be anything from physical disability, mobility issues, ADHD, uh, dyslexia and so on and so forth. And, um, recently, recently, uh, I mean, this, this hasn't happened in the past, but recently 
I've been recommending software that isn't or isn't marketed as assistive technology are quite a lot. And for me, as a philosophical change when it comes to companies taking note of the, the marginalized uh, in society, in this case, uh, people with disabilities, um, it's a positive thing for me. It's a, it's, it's a fantastic thing that I have a range of things that I can recommend that are specifically assistive technology um, and have been created as such. But now I'm recommending things that are kind of just everyday technologies that have integrated assistive technology built in. Um, sorry, I've got my microphone on my table, and if I move my leg onto the table, it makes this kind of sound. So all, all apologies. I'll try and be uh, absolutely still as much as I can after having two coffees, and I'm about to crack open an energy drink as well just to make sure that I make it to the end of the show. But yeah, so uh, today's uh, topic, today's software, the program we're going to be looking at is Office 365. I would like to point out that I am uh, I'm not sponsored by any companies. This is purely my own, my own as a as uh, someone whose profession it is to um, judge assistive technology so I can recommend it to students. Um, that's 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 where this is coming from. Uh, but, you know, uh, spoiler alert, um, the Office 365 package, in my opinion, over the last couple of years, uh, is um, has come on leaps and bounds in regards to assistive technology. Back in the day, back in, and we're going to talk a little bit about, well, this is the thing, in my introduction, you know, we're going to talk about Word a lot, because Word is one of those programs that is, has just been everywhere forever. You know, as a, as a word processor, Word has been just, it, it, you know, it just seems to be on every, every Windows computer. And you have to go quite a long way, or you have to look into things quite deep, deeply to get away from Word as a way to type stuff out. Uh, it's not my favorite word processor, by the way. I'm not, um, I am, I'm very big on the whole distraction-free technology because, when it comes to some of the things that uh, Word, Word is still very, very busy uh, for uh, someone who actually just wants to sit and write and not get distracted and not, not have to worry about things like font, style, and all those different types of things. Word isn't great for that. It, uh, there are some, some iterations now that have a distraction-free view. Um, but yeah, I mean, I prefer distraction-free word processors. Um, the one I'm using at the moment is uh, called Big Huge Labs Internet Typewriter, which looks like a, a 1980s, uh, 1980s uh, electronic typewriter screen. It's great. I really, really like it. It makes tappy noises on the keys. But anyway, I digress. Word's been with us for time, uh, you know, ever since that, that, that bloody paperclip kept popping up you, you, I've never I've never had so much kind of so much hatred for for, 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 for technology um, that paperclip just oh my goodness me I understand what that paperclip was about what, what was that paperclip called I can't remember um, if you can remember what the paperclip thing was called uh, have a tell me on the chat or uh, or, or tweet it um, uh, at TT radio uh, 2022 Oh, I, for, I, for the life of 
I, for the life of me, I, I cannot remember what it was. I'm assuming it's something really, really kind of um, really, really original, like Clippy or something. If it's Clippy, I'm going to be really, really disappointed. But yeah, ever since that fella turned up, it was either the paperclip or the dog. Either one, really, really annoying. And it's like, oh, do you, do you really want to do this? Do, do you really want to, is this what you want to do? And I was like, by the end of it, you know, by the end of that kind of struggle session, I didn't know. The paperclip just threw me, threw me. I kind of think, I'm thinking maybe that's what it was there for. Um, but uh, over time, uh, Office 365 is the current, I'm going to be looking and kind of talking about the online free version because there are other facilities on paid for versions, but I'm going to look at the things that everybody could have access to if you enter, uh, enter your email into uh, Office 365 um, and having a look at some of the things that uh, that may not be immediately obvious. How long, uh, you know, how, how often do educators have the time to just sit down and just press on some of these things in the ribbon that you might see every single day? You know, you might sit down, oh, I've got to, got, got, got to write this, got to write this report. And you just, you just tend to crack on. You just tend to get type in. And uh, there's not very much time to kind of have a deep dive into this kind of software because it's a, a very utilitarian tool, as it were. I'm saying as it were again. Um, I don't know why I do that, but it's, uh, it makes me sound uh, half, half decent. Um, so when it comes to Office 365, we'll concentrate on a couple of products today, um, a couple of programs. Uh, we're going to concentrate on Word and PowerPoint. And then I'm gonna, we're going to concentrate on a couple of other programs next week. I think it's next week. Yes, yeah, next week. Uh, Excel and whatever's left, because you know Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. Those are the three big ones. Those are the those are the big hitters. You know, those are those those are the uh, the bully boys of the uh, of the Office three six five package. But there are some other really useful tools. Um, and for balance, I'm sure in the future I'm going to be looking in detail at uh, other other very similar packages, such as we've got all of the Google tools. Um, and other more independent uh, word processors, more independent things like that. But for the moment, we're going to just we're just going to concentrate on Office three six five. It's fairly it's fairly ubiquitous. It's, it's using a fair few places, isn't it? Really, it's it's one of those things that it always pops up. So I thought let's have a little bit of a deep dive into it. Let's have a little look and see what it can do, and look and see uh, some of the things that may not be immediately obvious when it comes to this program. Some of the things I'm going to mention tonight are going to be uh, very useful for um, staff, students who have um, uh, uh, things like dyslexia. Some of the things are useful, well, you know, along with those things, as I've always said, you know, um, inclusive practice is best practice. So these things are useful for everybody. Um, but in particular, if you have students who are on particular spectrums or have uh, certain disabilities, these things that I point out today might be um, pretty useful. Um, and when it comes to PowerPoint, uh, PowerPoint goes hand in hand with public speaking. And we know how much students love public speaking. Well, they love public speaking when they ain't supposed to do it. <laughs> they love public speaking when you're like halfway through a lesson. They're like, hey, hey, Ryan, Ryan. Um, but when it comes to actually formal public speaking, can be quite problematic in the classroom. So we're going to have a look at a little, a little tool with the online version of PowerPoint that can take some of that anxiety away. Um, so anyway, uh, let's have a look and have a look at our first tools. 
Uh, it's a, one of the one of the. It's a shame that I'm not kind of uh, I'm not uh, on a on a video feed. I could do like a a screencast. No, I'm not going to do that. It's too much like my job. Uh, that's what I kind of do on my everyday job. But anyway, um, so you got word, and everybody knows what that word. Everybody knows, uh, you know. Everybody knows what it looks like. It's got that. It's got that. You know that white and blue theme going on you know it's just like uh, you, you can you can you can recognize it a mile no you wouldn't be recognizing it a mile off because it'd be a tiny tiny little screen but if you saw it you knew it you'd know you know word because everybody everybody's familiar with word now when it comes to the way that it looks uh the online version of word also has a dark mode dark mode's really important in many cases when it comes to things like eye strain when it comes to things like reducing contrast uh, when it comes to things like when it comes to things like reducing reducing electricity costs, well, this is you know as I sit here shivering in my attic, uh, you know, uh, uh, dark mode means that the less power is used. But yeah, um, Word and other Office three six five products have a dark mode, which basically inverts um, or yeah, basically inverts the colors. Has a black turns everything black with white text rather than white with black text well you know wow that was well, you know so what do, so what you might be saying if you ask don't be so rude uh, but um yeah as i say dark mode means that um if you use the the kind of default function everything is white everything is really 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 bright on the screen everything's and that can be problematic that can be problematic with uh for people with certain visual impairments white on black is a pretty awful um sorry is that it no no black on white so black text on a white background is a pretty awful color contrast in regards to accessibility in general um in you know if you if you're kind of interested in that kind of thing unfortunately there's no there's no golden rule when it comes to text background color schemes because of course everybody is different so you'll never hit you'll never hit a you'll never hit the golden mix of uh text color and background color but in general and here's a here's here's today's tip from the resident expert in regards to accessibility if you want to cover as many bases as you can when it comes to creating an accessible document creating an accessible powerpoint so on and so forth Color contrast is just something that you have to kind of have a look at, but um, uh, black text on on an off-white background is pretty much the kind of that's going to be the that's going to cover the most bases when it comes to accessibility. Um, yeah, but dark mode, if you have, and this is what I'm seeing from my students and the request from my students quite a lot is working on the screen uh, leads to greater eye strain than working with physical materials and i have um students who have you know who have been through years now of remote working and spend an inordinate amount of day of the day looking at the screen i do too i do too i've got um i use dark mode um and my own computers because i've got dark mode on my podbean thingamadooga here and then i've got the actual document up on my nut on my two screens because you know two screens two screens is the way forward if if you haven't tried using two screens and you've got the capability give it a go because it, it has a game changer it can do so much 
but um yeah and the white from the uh page on word is just it's it's glaring it's really really glaring and i'm sat in a uh, kind of a darkened room and so yeah dark mode you got dark mode in uh office 365 you've got dark mode in word and it means that you can just kind of just give your eyes a little bit of a rest when needed um a simple a simple thing a simple thing uh but can be extremely, extremely handy. Um, we're going to stick with Word, and I'm going to talk about a couple of features that you may have come across. Um, I mean, if you are looking at the office, uh, if you're looking at the Office 365 Word uh, version of these things, um, the things are fairly obvious, but you might not know what they are. You don't, you don't tend to, like I say, you don't tend to sit there and just press every single button on your ribbon um i mean who has time you know uh but uh one of the best features in my opinion when it comes to the online version of word is the dictation feature i've talked about dictation endlessly and dictation is one of the um uh, one of the largest recommendations that i give to students because it covers things like mobility issues it covers some of the issues that are linked to dyslexia it covers my horribly slow typing speed. I mean, I've, I, I used to write for a living. It used to be my job, and I'm, I'm there. I might as well have just used my elbows, you know? My, you know just, I, my typing speed is atrocious. The dictation feature in the online version of Word is really, really good. Uh, as, it is, as is the case with dictation in every single point that it's not perfect but then neither is typing you know um, people have that thing about oh well you know, it's, it's made a mistake with the word it's like you never made a mistake typing you know um, I recommend dictation the dictation feature of word quite a lot and that for me goes to show because you know I, I care about my job and I care about the recommendations that I make and I don't I don't I try not to make duff recommendations the thing some of the things that I think about when I'm recommending assistive technology is whether it's robust uh, whether it works whether it works every time whether it's easy to use these things and in the case of the dictation feature in word it is um, uh, so if you open up a word document it's a little blue microphone um, little blue microphone on the right hand side usually um, and you press it uh, it goes bing and you can speak into the computer and it will type what you write now these things are affected this is not 100 percent. it's not uh, in in many cases accuracy is affected by certain things such as sound source um, if uh, it's much better to use a designated microphone than it is like a laptop uh, a laptop mic but you know it, it does the job if you only have access to a laptop mic or whatever's built into your computer um, uh, accent accent really really affects uh, the accuracy of uh, dictation I'm not too sure about what what or where or how the algorithm works when it comes to dictation uh, happily because of my really flat southeastish London accent this is not um, it's not it picks it up pretty well I mean for me when it comes to accuracy it's around about 92 percent every single time how do i know that 
you said, you said, oi, you nerd, how do I know that? I've actually, I've actually tested it and then given it kind of a percentage. It's part of my job. So yeah, that's not, <laughs> it's not, I didn't, I didn't do that off the cuff. You know what I mean? I was just, I didn't think to myself on an evening, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to read this book into this thing and see how accurate it is and come up with a percentage. Uh, no, I have to do that for my job. I have to compare lots of different text to speech, sorry, speech to text, um, uh, apps and compare them for accuracy and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, uh, the dictate feature is pretty good, fairly immediate and free. It's built into the program itself It's integrated, which is really important, I think, because, and I've, I think I've talked about this before on the show and it's something, you know, in, the, in this modern world, we want to be able to ensure that everybody is comfortable with whatever way of working that they have. Um, but it's not always the case. There's always a certain stigma in regards to using extra features to try to access um, to the same extent a program, a tool or learning or whatever, um, to the same extent as somebody who doesn't particularly need that particular tool. So there is a stigma attached. I had a conversation um, with somebody who uses a physical magnifier and who doesn't use a physical magnifier as much as they think they should because of the, the social stigma uh, regarding using assistive technology. I had a conversation with my mum and dad. My mum and, uh, and dad both are having issues uh, walking at the moment. They're getting on a bit, bless them. And I was like, well, you know, there's 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 this kind of support. You can use this stick. We can you can use a trolley, uh, you know, a wheeled trolley and push it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Don't want to. Yeah. There's still a stigma attached to using assistive technology, in particular, visible, visible physical, ergonomic assistive technology. And um, and that can really prohibit use. So. Uh, what Microsoft have seemed to have done philosophically um, is they've seemed to integrate the assistive technology packages within their apps. So not only is there uh, a lack of visibility, as it were, when it comes to the use of these particular apps, it's also kind of, it's also nice that they're thinking about ensuring everyone has access to a number of these tools, but not making a big deal of it, you know, just, uh, you know, the dictate feature is right there with, you know, the, the font change feature, the uh, bold or the underline feature. It's there and it's, it's, no, it's no big deal and you can use it. So, yeah, dictate uh, and dictation in general is one of my, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, not only for my students, uh, not only for the staff and not only for the people that I recommend it, but I love it myself. I love, I love being able to speak as you may as you may have, uh, as you may have uh, learned over the past shows, I do enjoy talking a fair bit, but I also talk at quite a fair rate. I'm quite rapid, uh, and it picks up uh, pretty much everything that I say. So yeah, the first first feature, maybe not hugely used or maybe not hugely known about when it comes to our humble word program is the dictate feature, and then with the dictate feature if you're using the online version of word which i've got up on my screen at the moment if you press your drop down uh menu you've got the transcribe feature now transcription 
is um, uh, another fantastic. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, it's an assistive technology. The the facility to transcribe speech. Now, what's I had? What's the difference between dictation and transcription? From somebody at work this week. Uh, dictation is uh, write, written uh, uh, written translation as you speak, and transcription is taking a whole block of speech and then writing it out. Um, so Word Online has this facility to transcribe. What that means is that you can upload a audio file, or you can upload. Uh, in fact, you can upload a video file, and it rips the audio. And it will, uh, given the quality of that file, it will write it out in Word for you. So assistive technology-wise, what that means for me and for my students is that information capture is, uh, there's more ways to capture information. I've got many students that record lectures, record seminars, uh, but also want a, they want a transcript of what's been said so that they can go back. They don't have to worry about um, listening sometimes in regards to students uh, uh, with difficulties, certain difficulties we're hearing. They, uh, students who have cognitive issues in regards to doing a number of different things at the same time, listening, taking notes, uh, writing, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, you, you, any, any, you can be, you know, you could, you could be out on the street and you think to yourself, I'll just make a recording of some of the things that I want to do. You take it back, you upload it to Word, and it writes it for you. And I'm, I, you know, I think that's great. I think that's great. It's just another alternative way to get information or to record information. And uh, a lot of assistive technology, that's what it's about. It's about alternatives, finding alternatives, finding different ways of doing things that lead to the same result. It doesn't make it any better or any worse. It's just different. Just different. The transcription feature has a limit, I think. It has something like 300 minutes a month or something along the lines. Um, uh, or so on. In fact, it might actually be a premium feature. So ignore me if it is a premium feature. But the dictation feature is great. Uh, it's great for um, uh, speaking into the computer, like uh, as uh, speaking as typing. It's also great if you just want to play a sound source into the computer and have it typed out because it can do that as well. So that's our first little look at some of the un, not unknown, but some of the lesser known features perhaps of Word. Uh, and then we're going to have a quick break to uh, have a listen to the news and words from our sponsor. And then we'll get back to it. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading! This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events 
aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio. Talk Radio News. TES Magazine reported on news that Education Secretary Gillian Keegan said that the proposed schools bill will not progress in this parliamentary session. The bill itself was originally launched in May this year and covered a range of areas including school attendance, safeguarding and new powers over multi-academy trusts. Ms Keegan spoke at the Commons Education Select Committee, confirming that the Schools Bill will not progress in the third session. She also said her department remained committed to the objectives and would be prioritising some aspects of the Bill. Of the aspects of the Bill Ms Keegan stated she wanted to focus on, she identified the need for a register to identify an account for children not in schools, as well as helping more faith schools join multi-academy trusts. One area not seen as a priority, however, was the creation of more grammar schools, with Ms Keegan stating her strong views that 93% of children will never get to go to one, and the belief that the academy structure remains the route to make the biggest difference to the most children the quickest. The Mirror Online carries a story about Labour MP Zara Sultana's proposal to widen the free school meal scheme in primary schools across England. Under the plans, all primary pupils would get access to free school meals. The current scheme for universal free school meals ends in year two. The article suggests that under the current plan, around 800,000 children living in poverty miss out on free meals due to the strict eligibility criteria. Ms Sultana will bring forward a bill in the coming week. The MP for Coventry South said it was a major issue when families simply can't afford everyday groceries and that providing meals for school was another strain. She went on to point out that both Scottish and Welsh governments have plans to introduce universal free school meals, but accused the government in England of prioritising tax breaks for the wealthiest people. Warwickshire World Online News site reports on the arrival of delegates from around the world to a conference focusing on developing technical education. More than 50 visitors attended the event organised by the British Council at Warwick Trident College. The college is part of the WCG group. Guests arrived from a range of countries in Africa and Asia, with delegations including government ministers and education officials. A spokesperson for the WCG said technical education is one of the key pillars of a successful developing economy, and that the hope was that delegates would take away some insights which will have a positive impact on their country's developments in technical and vocational training. The latest Sunday Times Schools Guide has been released and many local news outlets are reporting on the successes of schools in their surrounding areas. Northern Ireland outlets report that the guide has rated seven secondary schools in the national top 50, calling this a significant achievement in light of the nation's comparatively small population. It was acknowledged that several of the Northern Ireland schools mentioned in the list have been described as highly selective grammar schools, with the DUP's Diane Dodds noting that whilst Northern Ireland is punching above its weight, there will always be areas where improvements can be made. She went on to point out that the list as a whole is dominated by expensive fee-paying schools. 
Finally, Keele University has launched the UK's first law undergraduate degree designed to help tackle the climate crisis. The new course in Law with Environmental Sustainability is the first of its kind in the UK. It has been developed to create legal professionals with a good knowledge of environmental obligations on governments and communities. Professor Alison Brammer, head of the School of Law at Keele said, the climate crisis affects everyone and we need legal professionals who understand the issues we face. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Um, I'd like to point out you're still listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Uh, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was wrong-footed there. It, the, it, usually we got a we got a couple of tech tips on the end, but not anymore. No, 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 no. We're just going straight, straight to uh, back to me. No, Steve, this week. Ah, what? So, to be honest, the, uh, I listened to Steve just to nick some ideas. You know, so I can use them in the wake ahead. That well, no, Steve, this week. So it's back to me, I'm afraid. Um, oh, I've only had I've only had half my energy drink now. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna. Don't know if I'm gonna make it. Um, anyway, back to it. So we're talking about Office three six five. We're talking about the um, the uh, OG uh, programs, Word, PowerPoint, and some of the newer features that you may or may not know about. Hopefully, you don't. Hopefully, this is something new. Hopefully, you're learning something today. The reason for this show is because um, I am currently doing a kind of version of this sh the, this show. Well, I'm doing a version in a, a training courses for staff and students at my place of work. Because, as I said, uh, uh, Windows off uh, Microsoft has uh, taken the philosophy of integrating lots of assistive technology, lots of uh, really cool things, like slap bang in the package, which is great because it means um, that stigma attached to using these certain things, um, it's not an issue. However, it does mean that they're fairly hidden at some points. So um, sometimes you can miss them. So yeah, don't uh, don't go anywhere. <laughs> don't go anywhere. I'm still carrying on you, for, for, for better or for worse. So yeah, talked a little bit about, in the, at the top of the show, talked a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, the dictation and the transcription feature of the uh, online version of Word. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is a, a brilliant piece of assistive technology. Um, it's uh, fantastic in regards to readability, and I don't often say that. Usually, usually when it when it comes to assistive technology, I'm like, oh well, this is good and this is this isn't great. You know, this has uh, this has um, you know quite a lot of downsides but not in this case um the next uh the next tool when it comes to word and in fact um uh, pretty much all of the tools when it comes to the free version of office 365 is something called immersive reader immersive reader is microsoft's readability tool what it does it can transform it transforms any text into a highly readable version of that text if you haven't tried it out in word uh yeah i really really recommend it because it can be an absolute game changer for students who have difficulty in particular um and particular problems when it comes to some facets of reading 
So uh, best tell you where it is, to be honest, because it's um, not immediately obvious when you open up a document online. Uh, so you open up a Word document, you go to the view option, and it's usually in there. But if it's not in the view option, go to the three little dots. And uh, what you're looking for, you're looking for immersive reader. So you may be thinking, well, what does immersive reader do? So immersive reader does it. Um, uh, a fair few things, which is another reason which I really like it. It's got a, a wide range of tools within it. Um, first and foremost, it's got a text-to-speech function where uh, you can take a Word document and you can uh, press the play button and you can read the Word document. It highlights the words as you read, so it's got kind of inbuilt dual coding. Is dual coding a thing anymore? don't really know it was it was very much in fashion or oh, a couple of years back but what it does mean it means that you can read you can follow what's going on the page you can listen at the same time you got limited options when it comes to the voice you can speed up the voice slow down the voice uh, a lot of my students speed up the voice to kind of 150 percent which means that you can still make out you can kind of still understand what's being said but it's faster so they can get through the text a little bit faster You've got a couple of other features as well, um, uh, male, female voice, when it comes to the screen reading. The the kind of transformation of the text is really difficult to kind of explain uh, via audio. Um, so I really recommend you have a play around with this particular tool, especially if your school's using Word, because it's great. Honestly, it's great and it's free. And um, uh, those two things combined uh, make it a real, it's a real, real big recommendation um, uh, from me many times in my own job. Uh, just, yeah, just have a look at it. Have a look at it because not only is it a really good tool, what it shows, it shows an underlying thought that's gone into some of the issues that people have with reading. So, yeah, you've got a, a text to speech. Uh, function where you press play, you can read whatever's on the screen, which is great if uh, you have. Um, it's really good for things like proofreading, you know, reading back somebody reads or somebody, well, a computer reading back something that you've already written. It's great for kind of picking out mistakes. Um, but there's all sorts of different reasons why people would use uh, text to speech, uh, you know, uh, visual fatigue. Um, uh, sometimes, sometimes you just want to be able to listen to something rather than read. Sometimes reading itself is problematic for various reasons. It's just it's just a really, really good tool that's built in to Word. Um, some of the other things that you can do, you can change the text size really easily. You can boost it up. You can uh, take it back down. You can increase the spacing in uh, documents. So you can increase the spacing or you can decrease the spacing. What that means, it means that there's a you can make things as readable as possible. You can change and adapt text and that's really really important it's one of it's one of the key things in regards to accessibility being able to change and adapt whatever's in front of you uh, uh, to a particular preference and um, this tool helps you to do that uh, you can change the font uh, they've got a couple of uh, choices um, that are widely regarded as good choices for readability um, it's got comic sans in there guys now people people mock comic sans relentlessly 
but there that there is a there is some research mumblings that it's quite good when it comes to readability so you know don't don't be cruel um and also you can change the background color within word uh to a series of preset colors or you can choose whatever color that you want in regards to background uh, how often i mean when i was a teacher when i was a secondary school teacher having to print stuff on different colored uh, papers oh it was a pain it was a right pain um but what uh what this particular what this particular program does it does it for you can just change the background color just like that no worries whatsoever it's done uh for people who are studying the english language you can break the uh text into syllables you can identify nouns verbs adjectives adverbs and show those labels as you go through so for students who have english as another language it can be particularly useful in that respect also visually when it comes to kind of screen readability and adaptability you can it has a line focus um feature which means that you can it darkens everything apart from what's on one line or three lines or a paragraph which means that you can concentrate on what uh on just one point of focus on the screen um a lot of the time uh many of my students struggle with uh, a massive amount of text on screen which is is the case in academia you know you know you've, we've got we've got kind of archaic fonts we've got oh you know we've got crushed crushed thing we've got hundreds of bits of information on on the screen and a line focus means that you can concentrate on just a single point if you use that in tandem with the uh text-to-speech feature you can just have the whole document on one line being read to you and it the whole document stays on one line without having to look up and down the page um, which can be really really useful you got picture dictionary uh, so if you uh, highlight a word, you turn the picture dictionary on and it will give you a pictorial representation of what that word means. Um, not only useful for unknown words, very useful for things like homophones, words that are similar um, sounding but have different spellings. So you can make sure you get the right one. You've got a translate feature. You can translate a document. Uh, you can translate a whole document into a range of different languages or you can translate particular words into different languages and I just think that's great you know it's in there it's it's in there they're not making a big deal about it but it's it's available and it's good and it works um, uh, works particularly in word documents so there is there are certain uh, limitations if you use the edge browser you can use immersive reader um, within uh, online material and in some cases PDFs if you open a PDF using the Edge browser. But just just having all these things um, back in the day, back in the day, uh, you'd have to use a separate program. You have to buy a separate program uh, to get some of this functionality, but not anymore. And I'm I'm always uh, you know I'm, it makes me happy. It, it makes me happy that there's thought that's gone into um the fact that there are some people when it comes to reading that need excuse me me hitting my microphone there that that need certain help and that certain help has been integrated into the package and they're like yay yeah that's fantastic good stuff you know good stuff speaking of accessibility and this is the last one we're going to be looking at in reference to word but this um this also uh, this is also in relation to a number of other products. 
accessibility is important and accessibility should be uh, you've got to think about accessibility if you're creating uh, materials you do you really really do schools have to uh, he institutions definitely have to um, due to certain regulations but accessible material in regards to accessible on a screen is you know it's it's really really important it's really important um, if you give something that's not accessible to certain assistive technology it means that you are limiting people who need to use that technology you know it's simple as that so um, word and other office 365 products comes with a check accessibility feature um, which means that what it does basically it looks at your document and then it identifies if there are any particular accessibility issues uh, such as uh, weak color contrast such as um, uh, the uh, uh, unnecessary use of uh, extremely complicated language, which, you know, that's useful uh, or uh, particularly um, it's useful for getting your point across, not necessarily useful for academic reading and so on and so forth. But still, you know, um, it also and this is one of the big things. It also uh, it also tells you if you've been using labeling correctly. Now, um, if you use a screen reader, uh, for instance, JAWS, NVDA, one of the native screen readers from uh, for Windows or for Apple. Screen readers are primarily used by uh, people with visual impairment and blindness, but can be used by all manner of people. Um, if you don't label a document properly, if you don't tell, it's, it's a bit of a strange one if you, if you don't know, but if you don't tell the document that this is a heading, this is a title, this is a subheading. This is an image. This is what the image contains. Then those things aren't communicated to somebody using a screen reader. I'll probably do it. You know, I might well, I might as well do kind of like a, a whole show on kind of accessibility wins, uh, probably a little bit later on, possibly next year. But um, if you don't, if you're not specific in your labeling of the um, the various elements on your document, then it's very difficult for a screen reader to read what those things are. In fact, in some cases, you may miss certain things. And in some cases, it means that documents are unreadable. If you have an image that is, um, that's essential to the meaning of a text, but you don't use alt text uh, to describe what that image is. So for instance, um, thinking back to my teaching days, such as, an image in a in a um, English language paper, a mock paper. If you don't have if you don't have a uh, alt text version of that image, then a screen reader will just read it as image. Won't give you any details. So the accessibility checker in Word and other Office three six five documents acts as a starting point and tells you. It says, "Oi, oi, you need to tell people that this is a heading, or oi, you need to tell people that oi, you've got an image here that you've not." labeled it's not the be all and end all when it comes to accessibility but it's a really good start it's a really good start um if you're if you're a teacher out there if you're if you're in an admin role if you're producing documentation uh you know please please think about accessibility and if you're not too sure you know what that involves the check accessibility feature which is in the review it's a you press review in word and you go to check accessibility. 
it gives you it gives you a view it tells you why as well and that's really important it doesn't just say change this change this change this change this because then you'll keep making the same mistakes it gives you some information as to why you have to change it to ensure that um to ensure that your document is accessible and you've got you know you're, you're trying to reach as many people i'm assuming you're trying to reach as many people as possible when you're creating your learning materials when you're creating promotional materials when you well, whatever whatever document you're creating you know uh you gotta you gotta make it accessible as possible and um you've got a tool in word that uh, that's there for free uh, that can kind of start you off on that journey and uh um society will thank you for it <laughs> you know it, it's um i spend an inordinate amount of time uh in my job trying to find ways to make inaccessible documents more accessible it's it, it comes part and parcel of being an assistive technology advisor that you comes documentation that you know, can't be used by a screen reader and then you have to go through a certain conversion and so on and so forth but if you think about accessibility at source, if you think about it when you're creating something, then you then it makes life so much easier for people who need it the most, you know. And that's really really important. So uh, the check accessibility feature it's available in Word, Office three six five free version, available in Word, available in PowerPoint, available in Excel, I believe. I'll have to check that. I'm, I'm going to have to take a run up at Excel because I hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry there are people there are excel wizards out there i've got a colleague who is fantastic at excel and it's amazing the things that you can do with it but i i've never i've never got a massive handle on that particular thing so i've kept excel for next week so i can do a little bit of uh research create myself a little cheat sheet as it were but um yeah check accessibility if you're not checking accessibility of your document uh why not you know why not it's it, the tool is there it's free it gives you a heads up as to why the the document may be inaccessible the other thing when it comes to accessibility is use a style use a style you know make sure your headings are labeled as headings make sure your titles labeled as titles and it, you'll just make people you'll make uh you'll make it easier for people who use certain technologies like screen readers to just orientate themselves within the doc within the document figure out what's important information if you have not been doing it don't worry about it too much but do it now you know do it now so excuse me i'm just gonna have a, a little cough here <coughs> uh, my breath just frozen um so uh yeah so that's some of the features of Word. So we've looked at the uh, dictation and the transcription feature. I believe dictation is free on Office. Transcription is a premium feature. Um, so, but dictation, what you can do if you want to transcribe certain things, you have to do it live. You can just play a PC sound source or play an MP3. And if you can, if the computer can hear it, it will write it out in Word. Immersive reader, fantastic readability tool, really fully featured, integrated really well into the program. And um, and if you want to ensure uh, ensure that you're making steps towards accessibility of your documentation, you've got an accessibility checker built in. What up, Bob's your uncle? I mean, how good is that? How good is that? This, I mean, this kind of stuff has changed so much um, since when I began absolute you know it's still not there yet we're not we don't live in a perfect world 
but at least there has been or there is seems to be seeming to be thought uh, especially from the big uh, the major corporations microsoft google about how to make these products as accessible as possible and that can only be a good thing in my opinion so yeah um uh what was i saying oh yeah so uh, <laughs> office 365 um accessibility features lesser known features really really good we're going to move away from word we're going to move away from word for the moment um uh and we're going to go to the other <clears throat> the other one that people uh, well teaching is there is there a controversy in teaching about the use of powerpoints in the classroom i mean that uh, i'm off social media and when i was on there there was like this whole thing about you know is 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 powerpoint a useful tool for teaching is it overused is it not used enough don't use powerpoints or something i don't i i don't really i, I don't really know the arguments about that the pedagogical arguments about the use of powerpoint and if I'm going to be brutally honest, I don't really care. You know, uh, I use PowerPoints for information uh, transmission um, in lots of different situations. Uh, if you use it in the classroom, fair dinkum. You know, if you don't, uh, also fair dinkum. But in the last tool that I'm going to discuss, um, I'm going to discuss it in regards to, well, it was really a bit, it was a really big issue when I was a teacher. Um, speaking and listening, you know, I had speak, yeah, speaking and listening assessments when I was a teacher. And you had to assess certain things, you know, you had to assess uh, things like clarity of speech, you had to assess knowledge, you had to assess all these different things. And it's not something that uh, quite a lot of students enjoy. You know, we think about, you know, how many students, and it's weird because you got students who will, who would like talk like endlessly at a drop of a hat in class about anything absolutely anything it would be just a unfettered river of speech sometimes i you know you, you, you like students in the past that i've had there have been verbose doesn't even cover it you know <laughs> i mean <laughs> they will talk about whatever subject at length whether they've been asked or not whether whatever activity is going on um and you know that's sometimes that's fine sometimes it's a little problematic but then it was often the case where you know these students the very same students as well when it came to giving a presentation where they had to speak and they'd shut up and it was about the only time they'd ever shut up and you're like oh god I know you can speak. I have to listen to you practically every day talk about nothing endlessly. And now you're up here and you've got to, I'm trying to assess your speaking skills. You've got them. Please use them. And it's about unfamiliarity of that particular, you know, that particular environment. It's about, you know, peer pressure. Good goodness me. You know, public speaking is a pain. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm all right with it uh to a certain extent um because i've had enough practice you know i was a teacher so you have to speak uh i did like consultancy you, had to speak. I, you know you you go to you go to things where you have, where you like 
well, speakers where you're the speaker and you have to you have to do that you have to do something it's but it's never pleasant you know it's it's, it's anxiety inducing and it's one of the big triggers for a lot of my students now you know and these students are past school age and so when it comes to students um uh, secondary school and so on and so forth it's it's tough you know it's tough to stand up there and talk about whatever it is that you have to talk about in a formal in a formal way um but you have to do it you know there, there's going to be times where you have to speak publicly dependent on whatever job you go into or, or whatever and you know um public oration is a it's it's, it's, a, it's a valuable skill in anyway but it's a difficult one especially when it comes to the pressures uh when you're a, when when you're a kid pressures of speaking in front of an audience um and yeah the the verbose shut up and the uh, and it's it's tough it used to be like pulling teeth um when i when i was a teacher but pulling teeth out of somebody who's had their mouth shut <laughs> Sometimes just to get a rest, I said I would. I would just. I would just kind of have a, a speaking and listening um, activity just so I could get some peace and quiet. You know. Um, anyway, so to help along with this particular uh, problem, um, uh, PowerPoint, the presentation software. If you go to the review, uh, sorry, if you go to the slideshow um, button on the ribbon. You've got a chance here, and this is a it's fairly new. Uh, I don't know how long they've had it, to be honest. Um, but you have a chance to rehearse. Now, this only works if you are willing to take criticism from the program. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not the best at criticism. You know, I, I think I'm brilliant, to be honest, pretty much all of the time. Uh, apparently, according to my family, that's not necessarily the case. But um, the, what, what happens is, is that you can go to rehearse with coach. What that means is that you can bring up your slideshow and then the computer will listen. The program will listen to you as you speak and it will tell you if there are certain things that may be improved. So, for instance, if you're speaking too fast, it will say you're speaking too fast. If you're speaking too slow, it will say you're speaking too slow. If you're repeating certain phrases as kind of gaps in your speech, it will tell you that. If you're saying um too much, it will tell you you're saying um too much. That's the that's the one it get you, that's the one that it particularly identifies when I uh, when I have a go running this particular feature. Yeah, I, I, apparently I say um quite a fair bit, and now I'm now I'm thinking about it. I'm really self conscious about saying um for the rest of this show uh but yeah now what's the benefit of that well practice practice it's really really difficult to get an idea of how you speak and to get an idea of certain things to improve if you don't practice but the thing is sometimes you know traditionally you practice in front of somebody and they give you tips However, that in itself can be prohibitive because you don't want other people to listen to you. So in this case, what you have is you have a computer system that does it for you. And I like, I like that. As I say, um, it can be a little bit on the critical side. It's a, you know, I wouldn't call it a critical friend. Um, I'd, I'd just call it a critic. Uh, it doesn't try and sugar the pill. It says, you may be doing this. And you thinking, I think to myself, you don't mean may do your PowerPoint. You think I am doing this. And it's quite accurate. 
in uh, I don't know now this is the thing though everyone's different so I don't know what the I don't know how the algorithm identifies what's good what's not what's too slow what's too fast um, but it does uh, but everybody's different so when it comes to public speaking when it comes to when it comes to trying to diminish the anxiety around public speaking practicing is a good thing and we've got a tool in powerpoint now that where you can just rehearse your speech you can look at you can go through your slideshow bring up your slides um tendency usually is to speak extremely fast and get you that was the big one when it comes when it when it was speaking and listening uh you know it was i've got i've got 12 slides i was like oh great that'll that'll last you 10 minutes will it echoes like Kiddle have gone through like four of them within 30 seconds, you know. Um, uh, but so, you know, things like talk speed, things like um, uh, the gaps between words, um, those kind of things, you know. Having a non, well, it feels judgmental, but having a non judgmental facility for uh, feedback in regards to speaking and listening, I think it's really a benefit. Uh, speaking and listening activities um uh, practicing when it, uh you know further education vocational education these kind of things it's important to have this facility in lots of different in a lots of different um in lots of different spheres of life and it's nice that it's just a computer and you just and although uh, as annoying as i find it when a computer is telling me that i'm saying um too much uh oh no hang on uh, uh does it identify us as well to be honest, I mean, if I if I can't say um or uh, it's just going to be dead space for like fifty percent of this show, isn't it? Anyway, so yeah, um, PowerPoint presentations really really good uh, when it comes to rehearsal. Let me just check uh, again. I'm just going to get rid of yeah. So uh, rehearse with coach. It's in the slideshow section. You press on the slideshow button. Rehearse with coach is there. Now there's a body language button here that i i've not actually seen that before um i'm gonna have a look into that because i don't i don't necessarily know what that is and i'm intrigued does it use a camera to gauge your body language i don't know that's really really that's really um that's intriguing oh breaking news ladies and gentlemen there's a body language function here in powerpoint you know um uh, i'm not too sure how that works we'll have a i'll have a look into that and get back to you but that's it that's it that's uh that's interesting. Uh, some of the other strange things when it comes to some of the things that I've mentioned in the show, the speech to text function, the dictation function in uh, Word and the other programs has the facility to blank out swear words. And yeah, it, it, it senses any swear words that you may dictate into. I've tested this. I've tested this at length. <laughs> um yeah, I, yeah and i yeah it identifies um naughty language and blanks it out and i'm i'm I, i'm still yet to think about why they'd have that facility unless it was kind of like live transcription or something along those lines um but yeah it stars out any swear words i won't list the uh, a really good time talking at your computer in incredibly abusive terms and just to see but that's that's one of the things that it does it's one of the options that's that's kind of front and center so they 
they must believe that in fact you know uh that um they must believe that people do that quite a lot and there's there's definitely situations where that's not a good thing but yeah it, it can it can censor you i'm not into that kind of censorship to be honest i don't really like it i don't really like it i mean what i say even if what i say is like really really rude so yeah um those are some of the lesser known features in regards to the office 365 package just going to do a little bit of a summary of what we've spoken about so far uh, for anybody that's joined us uh, a little bit late. So uh, Office 365, the free package that you sign up with, with um, uh, an email, and then you can use the online tools. Uh, Word has uh, some really good assistive technology. It has dictation that's fairly accurate, of course. Once again, dictation is never going to be 100% accurate. There, there's, there is concern when it comes to the lack of accuracy of certain words, but through the editing process, you can kind of, um, I, say, I, I say to students when they're dictating or when they're starting dictating and they've not used it before, I, I ask, you know, I tell them, just talk. Don't edit as you go through, uh, just talk, because otherwise you end up with a whole mess of things that you didn't mean to say. Um, but uh, fairly accurate, straight off the bat, um, you, can speak into the, you can speak into the computer, it'll write out what you say. You can also use different sound sources, and if the computer can hear that sound source, it'll write out whatever that sound source is. Um, uh, immersive reader, really, really good readability tool. Um, designed for lots and lots of difficulties, uh, lots and lots of um, uh, tools to help with difficulties with reading. You can change background color, you can use text-to-speech, you can use uh, line focus, which is basically like, uh, showing my age here, basically like a reading ruler on the screen, if you're kind of having difficulty conceptualizing what it looks like. Um, and uh, also, uh, in regards to accessibility for people creating documents, there's an accessibility checker built into Word. Moving on to PowerPoint, PowerPoint has those features, it has dictate feature, it has an accessibility checker as well, because it's not just Word documents that you'll need to check for accessibility, it's all documents. Um, I don't know why I just went, ooh, uh, I'm not padding out the show. <laughs> I'm trying to emphasize that accessibility is important for all documentation, digital documentation, that's what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, PowerPoint has a rehearsal feature where you can uh, practice your, you can practice your uh, presentation and it will give you tips as to the speed of speech, the um, the use of filler words, the use of repeated phrases and so on and so forth. Just to give people an extra bit of confidence when they go out and do the real thing because, you know, it's nerve-wracking public speaking and uh, in my own experience when it comes to teaching, students find it incredibly well, many students, you know, you don't want to make crash generalizations, but many students find speaking and listening activities in whatever form that they may present themselves, <laughs> present, um, uh, they find it difficult. Um, yeah, oh, uh, one, more, one more feature in regards, to, um, in regards to the slideshow option and uh, in regards to... Uh, certain things excuse me i'm just i'm 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 fiddling around with 
the program as I do the show. I really shouldn't do that. Um, I really shouldn't. I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I really shouldn't fiddle around with the programs as I am doing the show. Um, yeah, the rehearsal. Yeah, uh, uh, producer Tom never even knew about that about the PP rehearsal. Yeah, it's a really good feature. Just takes the stigma away from uh, having somebody in front of you telling you about what you should or what you shouldn't be doing when it comes to speech. You know, and that's 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 quite important. Um, I haven't touched on certain things, uh, such as captioning and so on, but I think I'll look at that a little bit later on because that's not necessarily, uh, that's not necessarily a, um, a native feature when it comes to Office 365, the, uh, full version. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna check if it is actually, you know, we can do a little bit of live checking here. Uh, no, I don't think it is a native feature, but I'll get back to you on that one if I'm wrong. So what am I saying, really? What I'm saying is that even now with the most uh, kind of, I don't want to say, yes, mundane software, the stuff that we use every day, stuff that, the stuff that we, that we see every day, you know, the things that, I mean, we just, it's almost as if we don't see certain programs anymore, Word, PowerPoint, because they are so, so used. And sometimes sometimes it's of a benefit to kind of just refresh yourself with these tools because what it means it means that you find certain things that may be useful for yourself or for the people that you teach um i so you know and it's not necessarily people don't necessarily have the time uh, and these things aren't necessarily immediately front and center they're not immediately obvious so but they're there and they're free and that that it's what it's one of the things that i i love about my job um but it's one of the things that also means that um it's quite difficult because a lot of my time i'm saying did you know that there's this thing and it's there uh i'm afraid there's no call-ins tonight uh due to um me not being massively confident about the um the, the technology that i'm using at this point in time uh, all apologies but if you want to leave comments uh, on podbean live you're more than welcome uh, if you want to uh, leave a comment on twitter at tt radio uh, 2022 i believe oh god i hope i've got that right um yeah please do please do uh i uh, it's it's really really nice to get people's opinions if there's anything that i've missed on these two particular programs we've looked at tonight let me know it's been very assistive technology heavy the edit features uh, you know the classic blue line red line spelling and grammar still there um there's some very very smart features for the paid for options but i'm not going to go into that because well you have to pay for them and many people don't have that facility so we'll stick to the free version of the tool that we're discussing tonight um yeah so what i'm saying is that there are options available when it comes to assistive technology that are readily available and are integrated into certain platforms microsoft have done a really really good job in regards to integrating assistive technology into their office 365 package and it, you know, I say assistive technology, it's just technology, you know, dictation features, just technology, uh, ensuring that you can rehearse, it's just technology. And it, 
and it you know it works it's solid and it gives people a little bit of a leg up when it comes to some of the very common programs that you use day to day whether you're in schools whether you're in um, other educational institutions I mean the reason that I concentrated on office 365 today is because I get like the full paid-for package at work and I'm you know uh, I'm trying to talk about what I know. <laughs> but as I say what I'm gonna do is I'll, I'll have a look at other packages as well because this is this this thing is becoming more and more common. It's becoming more and more integrated. Assistive technology is becoming more and more integrated. And as I said before, it's great that it's integrated, but it doesn't mean that perhaps sometimes people don't know that things are there. And that's you know it's unfortunate, uh, but it's a I think it's kind of a payoff in regards to the integration, in regards to not having to um, go to different places to use different programs now i'm not saying to be honest let, let me make this very clear because it has sounded a little bit like a microsoft loving uh this show um so what i'm saying is uh, it's not perfect you know it's not perfect um and i am i'm concentrating on microsoft products because you know that's what i've got available that's kind of what i know about at the moment but um, what I mean is that there are disadvantages. There are things that aren't perfect in regards to programs. And there's certainly, certainly lots of issues in regards to accessibility for many, many different programs. But the integration of certain assistive technologies within the Office 365 package, for me, represents a change of thinking. It represents a shift from seeing this technology as an extra, seeing it as an add-on, seeing it as something away from the norm to being part of the norm, to being part and parcel of what should be offered in regards to digital technology. I think that's a good thing. I think that that is a shift in viewpoint, a shift in culture in regards to digital technology and in regards to a, uh, a shift in mindset it has come on leaps and bounds last 10 years last 10 years i mean some of this is to do with levers and some of this is to do with you know carrots and sticks and to do with sticks and to do with directives and things like that but there has been a move to place technology that helps people use technology within the technology itself when i started out all of these things um you would have to go to many different places many different digital locations buy extra programs this wasn't a this wasn't packaged with lots of the things that students staff used and now we're getting to the point where it is and i think that's great you know, that's really, really, really good. Um, got a, oh, got a couple of, couple of messages on the feed before we uh, finish up. Thank you very much for, um, so we got Mesa M, uh, I hope I pronounced that right, Mesa. I'm not native and I read a lot, but I don't know how I activate new vocabulary. I study a lot, but I forget. Now, one of the features 
one of the features in the premium version of Word is a formality uh, adapter, which means that it looks at different ways of saying certain things. To be honest, I'm not the resident expert in that particular respect, mate. So, um, uh, I can't really give you like solid advice in regards to learning new vocabulary. Uh, apart from uh, just the the kind of general, just reading as much as you can. You know, um, but uh, yeah. So yeah, it is uh, sometimes that is a difficult that is a difficult issue. The uh, uh, the picture dictionary feature in regards to um, uh, immersive reader is helpful in about about identification of the meaning of words, especially if you read a definition of a word, and even though you read a definition, it's still not particularly clear. Um, but apart from that, yeah, it's, that is it is a difficult one. Um, uh, and if you do find uh, a good way of doing it, let me know. Um, yeah, so Office 365, that's the start of our Office 365 journey. We are now pretty much halfway there. Um, there's a couple of other a uh, couple of other things I'm going to be looking at next week. I'm going to be looking at, in particular, Excel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be looking at to-do, uh, to-do lists, or the to-do facility that comes free with Office 365. Purely because in regards to uh, productivity and memory and organization, to-do lists have been one uh, a big recommendation in my day-to-day -day job for students who um, have difficulty with those things, academic productivity, organization, timekeeping, uh, remembering. I myself have certain difficulties regarding uh, what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, we'll be looking at that. Uh, we've got... Uh, Producer Tom says, is to do better than Notion? Depends on what you're using it for. Um, I use to do in my daily work as a way to prioritize lots of different tasks and to help me remember that those tasks exist and I have to do them. I, I suffer quite a lot from overwhelm when it comes to things like having lots of different things to do. <laughs> oh, figured out where they got the name. Um, uh, and listing is one of the major ways that I, uh, one of the major ways that I can organize my day-to-day -day life. Um, to do is really good because it integrates into other products such as Outlook, Calendar, and um, a range of other products. Oh, next week we're also going to be looking at OneNote as well because you get OneNote free. Um, and OneNote in regards to academic productivity and organization is a fantastic way to capture information really really easily we'll be looking at another uh, different way uh not at all messer man I, I mean that wasn't a great answer to that uh thank you for asking i'm sorry i didn't come up with something a little bit better for you but um uh, hopefully things get easier um so uh thank you very much listening to me on this sunday evening a very 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 cold sunday evening here in an attic in leeds uh um uh, as i said at the top of the show many of you got one week left keep at it guys if you get chance if you get a chance i know oh good god i know i know that you know time is very much of the essence but if you sat down if you sat down in front of word having to tap out another document have a little play 
with what's available have a little have a little press of these buttons maybe you just oh you just think oh what's that appeared a couple of weeks ago what is it have a, you know just have a little press uh, because the tools are there and uh, some of these tools can make your own life easier some of these tools can definitely make your students life easier and they're readily available and they're free it's just knowing where to look for them so yeah next week we'll be looking at excel and we will also be looking at to do the to do feature uh, offered by office 365 and we'll also be looking at OneNote. OneNote's a big one i've been OneNote's really uh, you know the uh, the obvious equivalent uh, to OneNote is Evernote, but um, because of the move, especially in higher education, because of the move to digital sources of information, being able to have a facility that can capture digital sources of information and rearrange that information easily in a fashion where it can be found easily, where it can be linked to other information, where you can think about linking things, you can think about the links between disparate subjects and so on and so forth. Uh, OneNote is really, really good for that. So we'll have a look at about that. We'll have a look at that as well next week. But um, I would just like to say thank you very much to um, you all out there for listening as uh, our Sunday night show draws to a close. Um, if you have any comments or if you uh, want to ask any questions, please uh, whack it on TT Radio Twitter feed. Um, and uh, I will see you again next week. Um, uh, just keep warm, people. Keep warm. If you're out on the playground duty, make sure you've got your thermals on. All right? All right. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you soon.